Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this message in our current series. There's something about this, this moment in the season where we're all kind of racing towards the 25th Christmas Sunday, and we're, we're trying all those various ways to get in the mood, so to speak, right? To get the reason for the season set. And for me, something about the voice of a choir all coming together in one and singing about the Savior is something pretty powerful. Every year um, at this moment, I try and take just a few minutes and form some words that maybe help us to step into the season for what it means and what it's all about. I was thinking about this year, and I thought one way, one really good way to describe Christmas is to think of it as a gift. That may seem obvious, it's a season of gift-giving and gift-receiving, but here we are, and we're celebrating really the story behind all of this and the gift of Jesus. But when I say gift, I actually mean something more because Jesus meant something more. He Certainly his birth, his person was the gift to the world. Emmanuel, or God with us, as it says. But Jesus actually thought the gift was even more than that. He described it this way. He said, this is the gift of life. And then he elaborated. He said, and life to the full. I've come to give you the gift of life. Literally a full life. What an incredible gift. And what a, what a lot to put on a baby <laughs> born in a manger. But there you have it. That's, that's the story. That's what it's meant to be all about, that this baby born in a manger was meant to be something that would give us a full life. In fact, here's how the announcement originally read. It starts in Luke chapter 1, verse 30. We pick it up in verse 30, where it says, the angel says, don't be afraid, Mary. And this is because the angel has already told her, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, this doesn't... And the angel quiets her and says, don't be afraid, for you have found favor. That's the second time that word is used, favor. My favorite translation of this says, God is going to bless you, right? Mary, God is going to bless you. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. (laughs) Well, Talk about dramatic announcements, right? Mary, God is going to bless you. He's going to give you a child, and he's going to make this child the blessing of the world. It is, as announcements go, the most dramatic in all of history. But you know how we usually treat dramatic announcements of generosity from strangers? With skepticism. 
Mary's no different. Mary's immediate response picks up a few verses later. In verse 34, she says, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. <laughs> Minor detail, right? This, wait, Mary, Mary, this is the modern equivalent of, wait, wait, what? No. Skepticism. That's how we normally react to these kind of dramatic announcements of generosity. God is going to bless you. Yeah, right. Heard that before. Come on. Let me tell you the real story. And you know what? We're no different. Get a dramatic announcement of generosity from a stranger? We're all skeptics. Right? Get an email from a Nigerian prince offering you $10 million. That's what I thought. You're skeptics too. Ah. Random phone call from a stranger that tells you you've won a contest you never entered. Nah. We were sitting in the living room the other day, and my wife calls across to me. She was looking at a message on her phone. She goes, is this a scam? And without looking up, I said, yes. <laughs> I'm like, if you're asking me, it's a scam. Because we've all got these internal scam detectors. In fact, have you noticed this? If, I don't know if it's just the iPhone, but my, my phone service or my caller ID has started labeling some of these random calls I get likely scam. Even my iPhone is a skeptic. Like it knows, like this is not good. Like don't, and you know what? When I get caller ID says likely scam, you know what I do? I don't answer it. That's what I do. But if the caller ID is a trusted friend, well, that's different. And I guess that's my point this Christmas, is that when you look at Jesus, if you see someone and you come to believe that he is true and beautiful, then our reaction to his generosity begins to change. In fact, that's exactly what happens to Mary here. She begins to see in this story something that is both true and beautiful and God at work. And her reaction to that true generosity teaches us all something. Here's exactly how it played out in verse 38. Mary responded. Servant. And I am willing to accept whatever he wants. And then she adds, may everything you have said come true. And then the angel left. May I accept everything. Whatever, whatever he wants, I want. You see, it turns out that this is the, this is the best way to respond to true generosity. I accept 
everything. You see, if when you hear the story of Jesus and these claims that somehow this baby born in a manger is meant to give you life and life to the full, your first reaction may be, yeah, wait, what? No. But if you look at him long enough, and you listen for his voice, you begin to discover that he's true and beautiful. And when you discover that, the only real way to respond to that kind of generosity is to accept everything. All of it. Let me show you what I mean. Tammy and I uh, recently went to visit our daughter. Our, our youngest daughter is a senior in college, and she's studying abroad in Paris. Pro-parenting tip number one, get your kids to study abroad in places you want to visit. I'm just saying <laughs> it sometimes works out occasionally. And so we had this little window a few weeks ago, and we got to spend literally like three and a half days with her in Paris. And Tammy had never been to Paris, and we got to do some of the Eiffel Tower, and we got to do the beaches of Normandy, and all of very moving and beautiful. But, but really what became a highlight for us was at the end of the trip, we got to have dinner with her host family. Brooke has been studying in a complete French program, and she's been living with a French family. It's a husband and wife, and they're, they're both doctors who live in the city, and they've been hosting her. So we wrote to Brooke, and we said, Brooke, we'd love to, we'd love to, to meet your host family and have dinner with them. And so she went to them, and they said, oh, that would be great. Why don't you invite your parents over? And we said to Brooke, we said, no, no, no. We'd love, why don't we take them out to dinner? We felt like the least we could do for this family after hosting our daughter was to treat them to dinner. And, and Brooke came back and she said, they loved that idea. They were just so surprised that you would want to take them out to dinner. I'm like, that's awesome. It felt like the least we could do. And I said, why don't you have them pick, pick their favorite restaurant? We don't know the restaurants. And so pick your favorite restaurant. And we, we couldn't wait for it. And then they picked their favorite restaurant. And not going to lie, I looked up the menu online. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I just, I checked it out. And I looked and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this, this is doable. I'm like, you know how you do it? You're like doing the math and you're like, all right, how many of this are going to be? And, and, but this was a big deal and we had set aside some money for this and we were looking forward to celebrating with the family and uh, it turned out that it was the, the husband, uh, Didier, and his daughter, Laura, and the wife was away traveling and they've got an adult daughter and then Tammy and I and Brooke. And so we got there, uh, the three of us got there, and uh, Didier and his, uh, his daughter had gotten there before us, and they were already seated in the restaurant, and we, we sat down, and there were already some, uh, some little appetizers on the table, and we sat down, and instantly we hit it off. Didier and I, just we just instantly, personality, he was just a gregarious guy, a lot of fun. It was interesting to learn, and we were like, we were like living it up. And, then, and this is his favorite restaurant, and so it comes time, the waiter comes over and says, hey, can... Would, would you like, would you like some appetizers? He says, oh, oh. He says, look, you've got, you've got to try this. And oh, but that's really good. And actually he said, let me order. Then he said, we'll take one of these and one of these and one of these and one of these. And he ordered five appetizers. <laughs> now, I'm new to France. But I know how it works. Like, let, let, me just, like, let me just say the unspoken. Generally, when you go out to eat with someone and you know they're paying, you follow their lead. So they order water, you order water. 
right? But if they get clam chowder, you get clam chowder, right? You're following their lead. You're kind of, kind of leaning into it that way. So he's like, oh, we'll take one of these, one of these five appetizers. <laughs> then, then they come and they, he's like, they, they like wine and I don't even drink. And he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> and they bring, the, they bring this bottle of, of wine and, and it, was the, it was from whatever, I don't even understand wine, but they, it was forever it was from. He's like, oh, this is, this is great. And then he brought it and he said, no, 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 no. This is the 2021. We want the 2019. <laughs> and I don't even know the price of it and now I'm terrified. <laughs> It's like the 2019, well, it's better if it's, and you know if it's better, it's. <laughs> and then they came and we ordered five entrees. <sighs> and then, and then they, uh, the, the waitress comes in, you know how they, they say, would you be interested in dessert? And he says, absolutely. <laughs> you've got to try this, and you've got to try this, and you guessed it, five desserts. Yeah, five appetizers, five entrees. I felt like a Christmas song. Five desserts. It was right there. It was right there that I realized that there was a difference in culture and that there was something different happening. And I realized at this moment that what my new friend was doing was he was honoring and celebrating my generosity. That the best way he could do it was to fully embrace and engage in this moment with us. And then the bill came. <laughs> and he didn't offer to split it with me. <laughs> you know why that's funny? Because it's what we expect. We expect to share the cost. Generosity. The way we receive generosity is to accept everything, all of it. And this Christmas, Jesus is the gift of life and life to the full. And if you have looked at him and you have begun to see in him someone who is true, and beautiful and generous then the way we respond to that is to accept everything about him the very last book of the bible is the book of revelation it's hopelessly confusing sometimes it was written by one of John, or Jesus' disciples. His name was John. It's about 90 AD. It's the last book of the New Testament is written. And John is, he's been exiled, like put in prison on an island. 
And Jesus, who's been dead and resurrected for almost 60 years now, appears to John. And he speaks to him. And in one moment, in a verse that's not at all confusing, he says something to him. He says, this is what it's going to look like when I come to people for generations to come. And he describes it in these words in Revelation chapter 3. Jesus says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Listen, I am standing at the door of your heart and knocking and knocking and knocking. But if you, if you will open it and accept my generosity and welcome me in, we will sit down and have a meal together. I'm bringing five appetizers, five entrees, and five desserts. And the way we respond to the generosity that is Jesus at Christmas is not by trying to ration it and not use too much of it. And it's not by trying to pay for it. It's just by accepting what Jesus has done for us as our own. And if you have found in Jesus something that is true, then I'd like to finish just by giving you a chance to open that door and say yes to him once and for all. Would you bow your heads with me? We close our eyes, we bow our heads in a posture of prayer. A quiet moment where we don't have to think about what's to come or who's with us and we can just listen. For God's spirit knocking at the door of our heart and saying, if you'll open it, if you'll say yes to me, if you'll accept me, I will come in. And we will enjoy life together. What's your response? I'm going to lead you in a prayer in a moment. It's a prayer of faith, but I want you to know I don't think there's a magic set of words, and I, I don't think repeating the prayer of a pastor or a priest makes anything so. I think God's listening to the prayer of faith from your heart. And when he hears it, he answers it. So my invitation to you is right where you're seated to pray a simple prayer of faith like this. Dear God, you know me and you know everything about me. And you love me. 
I believe in you. I believe in the truth of who you are and what you said and what you did. In the manger, on the cross, in an empty tomb. And Jesus, I accept you. I invite you into my life. I want to live my life fully with you. I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.